Hallelujah and praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. It is so good to be back behind the microphone with you all tonight. If you were listening uh, last week, you might have noticed that we had to replay uh, uh, a previous aired broadcast because I had some health issues and I was in the hospital. But uh, praise the Lord, we're doing. I'm doing a lot better right now and uh, praying for the Lord to continue his healing process in my life. And I want to thank you all for uh, for your, some of your inquiries and your prayers. And uh, speaking of prayer, let's open the program right now uh, and seek the Lord and ask for his grace and his mercy, his power. Father, we just thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for the for the opportunity, for the ability, Lord, to be behind this microphone and to share your word and to pray for people who call in to pray, Lord, and just to, to share prayers and to share your love and your grace and your mercy, Lord, to see your power released upon your people, Lord, is amazing. And I thank you for every opportunity that you give us, Lord, to minister and to be a part of your kingdom, to be a part of your work. And I pray, Lord, that tonight would be part of that, Lord, that tonight there would be the the unleashing of your mighty power upon your people, upon everybody who calls in tonight to seek prayer, Lord, everyone who calls in tonight seeking you in your word. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would speak your word tonight, that you would speak your message tonight, Lord, that there would be amazing transformations tonight, Lord, that you would just do a mighty work. Holy Spirit, we invite you to take over. We invite you to, to just take over this hour and lead, guide, direct, do all that you desire to do in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Again, uh, I just want to say uh, welcome to the program. You are listening to the Gypsy Christian Hour, and especially tonight, this is a live program. We are. I am here in the studio. We're here in the studio, ready to take your calls, ready to, to pray for your prayer requests, answer questions, talk about your testimony, whatever's on your mind tonight, we just invite you to call in. The number is one 888 That's one Eight 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 nine nine five 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 two. You can call that number if you have a prayer request, if you have a need, if something's going on in your life that you want to just put before the Lord. We encourage you to call in. We'll pray with you live here on the air, and the listeners that are listening will be praying with us uh, for your needs, for your family's needs, for your children's needs, whatever's going on. You know, we can have this confidence that God hears us. He really does hear you when you pray, but you have to pray. You know, picking up that phone uh, is is a sign is a is a sign of faith that you believe that you have confidence that you're going to be heard when you pray when you seek the Lord. And I want to encourage you that First John tells us this. First John five fourteen tells us this is the confidence which we have before Him that if we ask and there, there, there's that if we ask anything according to His will He hears us. You know, if you want to have the confidence that he hears you, you have to have the confidence to ask. You know, the Bible tells Jesus says, ask, seek, knock. You know, that's up to you. Do you want to call in tonight? I encourage you to call in because he tells, he goes on. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests which we have asked from him. And Jesus said, ask in my name. Ask in my name. Seek in my name. And I will ask the Father and he will do it. So have that confidence that you can call tonight and we can pray and we can seek the Lord for whatever is going on in your life. The number is one 995 That's 1-888-995-5552 for the live on-air calls for your 
prayer requests, and also your Bible questions. You know, have you ever read something in the Word that uh, you didn't understand? You know, I have, uh, and there's many times when I need to seek, when I need to ask. And uh, uh, if you've read something, if you've heard something, if there's something you want to ask a question about, about Christianity, about the cults, whether it's the Mormons, Jehovah Witnesses, United Pentecostals, you know, there are cults out there that, that we need to know about, that we need to know what they're teaching so we can recognize the, the, the falsehood of false doctrine. So if you have a question about Christianity, about the Bible, about the cults, about the occult, uh, about world religions, whatever, whatever you want to talk about, whatever's on your mind tonight, we want to just uh, seek the, the word, seek God in his word for, 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 for your need, for, for what you want to talk about tonight. So again, call in tonight, the number is one eight 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 nine nine five 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 two. that's one eight 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 nine nine five 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 two for the live on your calls, for your prayer requests, for your Bible questions, also for your testimonies and praise reports. What's the Lord done in your life this week, this month? How has the Lord blessed you? Share that with us. Share that with the believers. Encourage us in what the Lord has done for you. And you do that by calling in tonight and sharing that at one 995 As always, I want to encourage you and remind you that we get together on Friday nights for prayer and for worship. Uh, we get together in Arcadia. Uh, it's at 8 o'clock at 805 North 1st Avenue in the city of Arcadia. So if you have a desire to seek the Lord in prayer and you have a desire to seek the Lord in worship, come out and worship with us in, 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 in Arcadia on Friday nights at 8 o'clock. I hope you'll mark your calendar. I'll hope, I hope you'll, you'll put it in, in, your, in your iPhone or your Android as a reminder that on Friday nights at 8 o'clock, we get together for prayer and for worship uh, in Arcadia at 805 North 1st Avenue in the city of Arcadia. It's really, really easy to get to. You just take the 210 freeway into the Arcadia, Pasadena area, uh, exit at Santa Anita Avenue, go north one block to Foothill Boulevard, make another right. One block, block later, you'll see 1st Avenue. So it's really close by to the to the exit. You don't have to drive far off the freeway. That's uh, Santa Anita exit, north, one block to Foothill Boulevard, make a right to 1st Avenue, uh, and then make another right, and you'll see us on the right-hand side at the corner of Forest and 1st Avenue in the city of Arcadia. That's, again, at 8 o'clock on Friday nights. We're there every Friday night. So I hope you'll join us uh, for worship on Friday nights. And then Sunday mornings at 10 a.m., uh, the church I go to is the Hills Church at the same address, 805 North 1st Avenue. So if you're looking for a church to worship, if you're looking for a place to worship on Sunday mornings or somewhere to visit, we invite you to the Hills Church. Pastor Walter Hofflin is the, the pastor there, and it's at 10 a.m. There's one service at 10 a.m. on Sunday morning, so I hope you'll join us uh, this morning at 10 a.m. for Sunday service. Also, I want to remind you that you can listen to this program on demand. Uh, tell a friend, tell somebody uh, about the program. Uh, if you go to kkla.com, uh, or if you download the app, the KKLA app on your iPhone or your iPad, uh, you can listen to this program and many other programs. I encourage you to look through the list of iPad uh, uh, programs. You've got people like uh, uh, Greg Laurie and John MacArthur and David Jeremiah, as well as this program uh, that you can listen to 
at your leisure, you know, when you want to listen to it. Or if you've missed the program, you can catch up. So go to kkla.com, look for the podcast page, and uh, listen to this show and the other great shows that are uh, that are on KKLA. If you don't have a computer or uh, or a laptop, you can download the KKLA app, and it's a great app. It's free. Just go to your uh, iTunes store or go to Google Play and download the KKLA app for free and uh, uh, just get listening. You know, you can listen to the live programs. You can listen to pre-recorded programs. It's a great app, and I want to remind you to do that. Uh, we're going to go to our phone lines in just a second. I want to remind you to call in tonight with your prayer requests. Call in tonight with your Bible questions. The number is one 888 995-5552. That's 1-888-995-5552. We're going to go to our first caller and talk to Don. Hi, Don. You're on the air. How can we help you tonight? Hello, Don? Oh, yes. Yes, I'm sorry. I'm having a hard time hearing tonight. Okay. Yeah, my, my Christian, uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. My Christian prayer is, Sammy, uh, for uh, Christian um, gypsy hour this morning. I would like to ask God to uh, bless your ministry where the angels and the heavenly beings would rejoice and weep over the ministry that will, uh, God will give you this morning. And uh, even uh, Jesus blessing the Father for such a ministry in the world that we live in because it is precious in heaven and can it be seen that way on earth even in the whole of darkness thank you and have a well, beautiful glorious time with jesus this morning well thank you don thank you very much and i pray that uh that you, that you and many other listeners will be praying for me uh as i recover from from my illness and also that uh, the lord would uh, continue to pray to bless this ministry and uh, continue to keep us on the air amen thank you for your call and, you know, if you'd like to help us stay on the air, uh, as, as, as much as we, we covet your prayers, uh, we also ask for uh, donations for, the, for keeping the program on the air. Uh, so if you'd like to uh, make a donation uh, to help keep this radio program going, you can make your check or money order out to the Gypsy Christian Hour. Uh, that's the Gypsy Christian Hour, and you can send it into P.O. Box 93917, Pasadena, California, 91109. So if you feel that uh, you're blessed by this program or if you feel that this program is making a difference, I hope you'll uh, support us uh, with your prayers and support us also with your finances, and they are tax-deductible. You will get a receipt at the end of the year for your contribution and uh, go from there. So. Every every uh, uh, donation helps, big or little, whatever you can afford. Uh, uh, I, I pray that uh, that you'd help us stay on the air. So, having said that, let's go to our next caller, and we're going to talk to Eric. Hi, Eric. You're on the air. How can we help you tonight? Hi. How are you? I'm doing well. Doing better. Thank you. Thank you. I have a question. These voices are bothering me. I don't know the good voices or. Satanic voices. They say we're satanic, and they say we're not satanic. They're cussing. They're cussing me. They're blaspheming God. Uh huh. And I want to get rid of them. How do you? How do you do Ephesians six? How do you put on the armor of God to fight the enemy? Well, the armor of God is knowing first of all your salvation. You know the helmet okay. of salvation. Know that you're yeah. saved. 
Know that the, the greater is he who lives in you than he who is in the world. God, yes. the Holy Spirit, is living in you, Eric, and he yes. is greater yes. than any demon that, that might be trying to influence you or, or speak to you or, 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 yes. or, or, or anything. So know that. Know that you have the helmet of salvation, and that protects your mind. It protects your okay. brain. We have okay. the helmet of salvation knowing that God is our Father, and no one can curse us. Who can curse yes. God's children? Who can curse the kids of Nobody. the king? Nobody can. So those voices yes. are for nothing. Those voices mean nothing when they curse nothing. you. And then you put on the breastplate, so the breastplate of righteousness. When you have the breastplate of righteousness, you know, and this is not our own righteousness. This is not what we do. This is the righteousness of Jesus Christ. He has given us his righteousness to put on our breast. And, 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 and that breastplate, that, that, that breastplate, that, that uh, protects your vital organs, you know, your heart, your kidney, your liver, those vital organs that you need to live. You are protected by the righteousness of Jesus Christ, who was, you know, he gave you that righteousness from the cross. When he sacrificed his life on the cross, he gave you his perfect life, his perfect righteousness. And then you put on the belt of truth, you know, the truth of the word of God. And what does the word of God say? You need to know what the Word of God says. You need to know His promises. You know, Jeremiah 29, 11, I know the plans that I have for you and plans that are to, to give you a hope and a, and a future, not calamity. You know, so that is one, just one of the truths that are in His Word. So you put on the belt of truth and then you put on the, 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 the sandals or the shoes of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news of Jesus Christ, that we are saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. So, you know, that's how you do that's how you stand against these voices and stand against these uh these influences. Eric and now, I these just, voices cannot do anything to me, right? Nothing. They cannot do anything to nothing, you. Nothing. Right. So, Father, I just pray for Eric right now, Lord, that as we spoke of the armor of God, Lord, that he would put on every single piece of the armor of God, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth and the the shoes of the gospel of Jesus Christ, Lord, and that he would be enabled, Lord, to stand against any fiery dart, any fiery arrow that the enemy might throw at him, Lord, that he would be able to extinguish each and every one of them through the power of your Holy Spirit, through the power of the knowledge of God of who you are, Father. So I just pray for Eric, Lord, that you would do a mighty work in his life and protect him in Jesus' name. Amen. Also, I have another question. Okay. Would God save a murderer if he had murdered somebody? Would he take him to heaven if he cried to God and became a born-again Christian? Well, the answer, is, the, 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 the short answer is yes. You know, even murderers, okay. you know, can be saved when they repent. You know, there is, Jesus said that all manner of sin shall be forgiven except for blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. You know, murderers and thieves and, 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 and every form of, of sin is can but, come under the blood of Christ when there is true repentance. Now, a murderer might be sentenced to a life in prison. A murderer might be executed for his crime, but that same murderer can be forgiven for his sin. You know, you we suffer the consequences of our sins, you know, here on earth, but also there is the forgiveness of our sins before our heavenly Father when we truly repent and seek his grace yes. and his mercy. But I was reading the Bible. The Bible says murderers are subject to judgment. 
Well, that's right. Unrepentant murderers are subject to judgment. Unrepentant adulterers are subject to judgment. Unrepentant liars and, and, and cheats and, 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 and thieves are all subject to judgment if they do not come to Christ. But think about who did Christ surround himself with? Murderers, uh, tax collectors, prostitutes, all types and manner of the lowest form of of people that you could that you could imagine, the Pharisees uh, spoke against Jesus because of the people he kept company with. But he said, "I did not come for the for the for." He says, <clears throat> "The healthy don't need a doctor; the sick need a physician." He came for those who are in need. He came for those who desire to change. He came for those who would give their lives to him and follow him. Not for a day, not for a year, but for the rest of their lives. Being transformed by the renewing of your mind, he says. Mm-hmm. And these are the people that, that God is seeking. One more question. My, my wife, several years ago, she had an abortion. Would she get forgiven by Jesus, by God? If she's repented, of course. There's all yes, forgiveness. You know, God will forgive all manner of sin. And, you know, the, 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 the question is, can she forgive herself? And she can only forgive herself when she knows that she's been forgiven by Jesus Christ and she comes to him and seeks him for his grace and his mercy and his love and his forgiveness. Okay. Okay, Eric? So these voices, these voices and these demons cannot harm me, cannot touch me. No, they cannot. You just don't pay attention to them and you just no. say, you know, you just say to them, that greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. You have no power over me, and you rebuke them in the name of Jesus. And that way you rebuke them and send them on their way because they have no place in your life. Thank you, Sammy. God bless you, Eric. Thank you. you. God bless you, too. Bye-bye. Good night. Good night. night. If you'd like to call in for prayer, if you have a need that you want to bring before the Lord, I encourage you to call in tonight. You know, we're 19 minutes into the program, and I, I want you to I want to have the opportunity. I hope you'll give me the honor to pr- to pray with you for your need, for what's going on in your life. So I just encourage you to call in. The number is 1-888-995-5552. That's 1-888-995-5552. For the live on-the-air calls for your prayer requests, for your Bible questions, for your testimonies, phrase reports, whatever topic you want to speak, talk about tonight, whatever's going on in your life or in your mind, in your heart, and you want to just bring that up tonight, you know, whatever concerns your life, you know, biblically, of course, is what we're talking about. So Bible questions, Bible topics, uh, prayer requests, call in. The number is 1-888-995-5552. That's one 888 5552. Let's go to our next caller and talk to Jeremiah. Hi, Jeremiah. You're on the air. How can we help you tonight? Hey, Sammy. How are you doing today? Doing okay. How are you doing? Oh, not good. Very aggravated trying to get a parfum. Hey, my easy to let for me a four-list cut. It's very hard. The guys ain't want in credit checks and right. ready column shalaki over applications. And Well, I want to ask you for two things tonight, Sammy. Yes. I, uh, you know, I uh, I want to repent. You know, I want to give my life to God. You know what I mean? I wanna I wanna I wanna know if you could give me the sinner's prayer. Sure, sure. Because you know I uh, you know I did a sin, and you know God knows. And, you know what I mean? And I don't well, have you life. have you ever given your life to Christ, Jeremiah? Yes, I did, but I did a sin 
And you know, I want to ask God for my forgiveness. Well, you don't need to do you don't need to do the sinner's prayer, but you need to rededicate your life to Jesus Christ. Yeah, but yeah, but let me ask you, what about the sin I did today? And you know, God didn't like it. Well, you need to repent and seek well, God's forgiveness. I want to rededicate. I want to rededicate my life to God. Can okay. You help me with that. Yes, absolutely, hundred percent. So just just pray this prayer. Okay. Jesus. Jesus. Today I sinned. Today I sinned. And I repent from that sin. I repent from that sin. And I cast that sin out of my life. I cast that sin out of my life. And I pray, Lord, that you would give me the strength. I pray, Lord, you give me the strength. Never to sin again, Lord. Never to sin again, Lord. Tonight I rededicate my life to you once again. Tonight I dedicate my, my life again to you. And I ask Holy Spirit that you would fill me. I ask you, Holy Spirit, fill me with your Holy Spirit. And lead me and guide me. Lead me and guide me. Into your righteousness. Into your righteousness. Again, I ask for forgiveness. Again, I ask for my forgiveness. And I pray, Lord, for your grace and your mercy. I, I pray for your grace and mercy. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, Father, Son, and the Holy Amen. Spirit. Amen. Hey, so what's wrong with you, Sammy? You said you got an illness. What's wrong? Well, with you? I I just I I I had a procedure done, and then I developed a very bad infection, and I ended up back like in the hospital. With, with well, surgery, uh, I don't want to get into details, uh, Jeremiah, here on the radio, but uh, oh, thank God I'm doing a lot better, doing a lot better, and I'm hoping to stay out of the hospital. Okay, okay, I need another person. Okay. I need you to pray, please, if you could. You know, if you could pray. Because, you know, I keep getting denied for apartments. I, you know, like I said, I wanted to get some apartments. Mm-hmm. And they keep denying me, and I keep going to Brother Al-Qura. And it's very hard. And if you could pray for me, <coughs> for God to lead me, for God to lead me to a manager where they don't want a credit check. Please, right. Sammy. Well, Lord, I just pray for Jeremiah, for his, for his mom, Lord, that you would lead them, that you would guide them, Lord, to the apartment, to the house, Lord, that you want them to have, Lord. And when they find that house, Lord, it'll be so miraculous, Lord, the way they get that house, Lord, without a credit check, without any application, Lord. I just pray that they would find favor in that place, Lord, that you've chosen for them, that you would lead them to that place, and that they would receive that place gratefully, Lord, in your mercy and in your grace. Father, I just pray, pray, Lord, that you would lead them, Lord, to that place that you've chosen. I pray, Lord, that you would have that you would show grace and mercy, that you would show your strength and your power, that you would take them to that place and that they would receive it. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 God bless you, Sam. God bless you, Jeremiah. Bye. Good night. <clears throat> we're going to go to our next caller. Uh, we're going to talk to Daniel. Hi, Daniel. You're on the air. How can we help you tonight? Hi, good evening. Good I'm e- calling to ask for prayer for my children, their salvation. Okay, and what are your children's names? Um, I have three grown children, Stephen, Joanna, Lydia, and then I have raising a little boy who's five now. His, his name is Nathan. Uh, Lydia, okay, and Mason. Father, Lord? Nathan. 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 Well, Father, we come before you, Lord. And there is no greater prayer, Lord, than to pray for our children. Lord, we pray for our children, we pray for our grandchildren, and we pray, Lord, that they would grow up, Lord, to know you, to know you and to serve you, Lord. So we pray for these for these three children and this grandchild, Lord. We pray for Joanne and for Lydia and for Nathan and Stephen. 
Lord, we pray for these for these souls, Lord, that they would be saved. I pray, Lord, that you would send someone, Lord, to minister to them, Lord, the gospel of Jesus Christ, that they would hear the gospel of Jesus Christ, Lord, through a sermon, through the radio, through some way, Lord. You provide the way, Lord. You send the messengers, Lord, with your with your with your gospel of Jesus Christ, and let them hear your message. Let them hear your word, and let them be touched by the Holy Spirit, Lord, and let them be, that they would be born again, Lord, born into your kingdom, born into to your presence, Lord, that, you, that they would know you, Lord, as you know them, Father, that they would come into a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, Lord, a growing knowledge of who you are. I just pray, Lord, for these souls to be saved. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen. Thank you very much. God bless you, Daniel. Thank you. Let's go to our next caller, and we're going to talk to Bessie. Hi, Bessie. You're on the air. What can we do for you tonight? uh, I have a son named Johnny Williams, and uh, he had a a hernia since uh, since 2010, Mm -hmm. and, and, and he, he, he is in a lot of pain. And he's been had it for a long, long time. Every time he goes to the doctor, they they push him off for three more months, and he has to go back uh, June the seventeenth. And, mm-hmm. and he's in he's in a lot of pain. It's real, real bad. Well, Father, we pray for Bessie's son, Lord. You know him from the top of his head, Lord, to the soles of his feet. You know about this hernia, and you know what's going on, Lord, with the doctors and with the hospital and with the need for surgery, Lord. I just pray, Lord, for a glorious outcome. I pray, Lord, that you would intervene, Lord. Father, that you would give him favor with the doctors, that you would give him favor with the hospitals, Lord, and that they would do accordingly, Lord, according to your will, according to your purpose and your plan. Father, I just pray for an outpouring of your Holy Spirit, a touch of your hand, Lord, that you would relieve him from the pain, Lord, and that he would receive the 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 the, the, the necessary things in his life, Lord, for this for this thing to be gone, Lord. I just pray, Father, your blessing upon him, Lord, from the crown of his head to the soles of his feet, Lord, that he would experience your perfect power, your glorious power, Father, that you would do all that you desire to do, Lord, that your perfect will would be accomplished in his life, and we pray according to your will, in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. God bless you, Bessie. Thank you very much. God bless you. Good night. Let's go to our next caller, and I encourage you to call in. You know, we're halfway through the program already, so I encourage you to call in. The number is 1-888-995-5552. That's 1-888-995-5552. Let's go to our next caller and talk to Stephen. Hi, Stephen. You're on the air. How can we help you tonight? Hey, Brother Sammy. God bless you. How you doing? I'm doing well. How you doing? Um, I'm, I'm doing well, thank the Lord, brother. Um just dealing with some difficulties in my marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, just wanted to see if you could pray for my wife, Laura Quijano. Um, it's just a spirit of unfaithfulness that is afflicting her, and and just um, just issues going on in our marriage for our children, Bella and Allison Quijano. Um, for them to be healed from for, from what's going on, and just just the attacks of the enemy upon our marriage and. And for, for, for me to be able to forgive her for, for what she's done and so we can move past this, brother. Amen. Well, Father, we come before you, Lord. And, Lord, I pray for this marriage. The enemy has attacked this marriage, and 
his desire, his his he's seeking to destroy, Lord, what you put together. But when what God has put together, let nothing and no one set asunder. So, Father, I pray for the strengthening of, strengthening of this marriage. I pray for forgiveness and for grace, Lord, that Stephen would be able to forgive his wife, Lord, and that his wife would repent, Lord, and turn from her ways, Lord, and that you would do a miraculous work in her life, that you would transform her mind, Lord, that you would transform her, Lord, that you would bring her into your presence and into your grace and into your mercy, Lord, that she would receive your forgiveness and also Stephen's forgiveness, and that there would be healing for this marriage, that there would be healing in this relationship, Lord, that they would take the proper steps, Lord, of seeking you and seeking help and seeking guidance and counseling, Lord, because they can't do it alone. This can never be done alone. This needs help, Lord, your help and the help of others, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you would intervene in this marriage and that you would build this marriage and that this marriage, that you would rebuild this marriage, reconcile this marriage, Lord, and that this would be a glorious testimony to the power of God and his ability to forgive and to restore and to reconcile. I pray for the children, Lord, that they would not be uh, that, that they would be healed through this situation, Lord, and that they would be, that your angels, Lord, would protect them, Lord, that you would comfort them and that you would minister to them, Lord, and that you would intervene, Lord, in every way, Lord, in every situation, Lord, that you would fill that home, Lord, from the top to bottom, from corner to corner, Lord, with your Holy Spirit, Lord, that you would comfort, that you would forgive, that you would reconcile, that you would do what no one else can do, Father. And I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know, Stephen, you know, what you're going through is is probably one of the hardest things that that you'll ever go through. And I want to encourage you for being a a man seeking uh, God's God's way, you know, because he says in his in his uh, in his word that he hates divorce. And so many marriages end up in divorce when there's uh, unfaithfulness like this. And you're standing up for, for, for what you desire, that you're marriage would be reconciled, that your marriage would be healed, and that your family would be would, would be intact because the enemy's trying to, to destroy your family, but he can't do it when a man like you will stand up and say, this is not going to happen and we're going to stay together because, you know, I, I commend you for your decision and I'm hoping that you've decided, you know, that you want your wife and you want your family to be intact, to to, to, to be together. And I encourage you to to seek out godly counseling. There are uh, godly counselors out there that can walk you through the steps of reconciliation and help your wife. You know, there's there's groups out there uh, that can help your wife and, 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 and so many uh, people that are willing and, and desiring to, to, to get involved with you and, and, and help you through this situation. You know, I, I'm not sure, uh, you know, what area you live in, but there are many churches that provide this type of help, and I would encourage you to seek them out. You there? Absolutely, Brother Sammy. All right. I, 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 appreciate, I appreciate your prayer. I appreciate your time. I appreciate you allowing the Lord to utilize you the way you have, and, and I appreciate your words of encouragement, Brother, because it really is one of the most difficult situations I, yep. I find myself dealing with. And you can't do it alone, Stephen. Don't don't try. Don't try and do it alone. You can't do it alone. You need the help of other guys that will encourage you, and you need the help of a counselor that will take you both through the steps of reconciliation because you need to be reconciled. 
you know, uh, seek out, you know, godly counsel, seek out your pastor, uh, seek out, you know, get on the internet and, 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 and seek out uh, a godly counselor in your, in your area. You know, there's a, a great uh, uh, organization called New Life Ministries, and they're at 1-800-NEW-LIFE. I would encourage you, first thing Monday morning, give them a call. It's easy to remember, 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Give them a call, and they will help you. You'll find the help you need. You know, the, the, the cross is a symbol of our, of our faith, but there are two components to the cross. There's the vertical component, and that you know, the, 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 and that's symbolizes our relationship with Christ. And there's the horizontal component, the crossbar, which symbolizes our relationship with each other. So we have a relationship with Christ, and we have a relationship with each other. And I encourage you, you're, you've already sought out the, 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 the God of, of the cross vertically. Now seek out the God of the cross through others, you know, the, the, the horizontal part of it. And I encourage you, Monday morning, call 1-800-NEW-LIFE, and they have the counselors on staff to help you. And they'll lead you to somebody in your area that can help you. Amen, my brother. Thank you very much. God I, bless. I appreciate it, brother. God bless you, my much. friend. God bless you, brother. Good night. Uh, there's somebody who doesn't want to be on the air, but they're, they want a prayer request for surgery that they're going for on Monday. So, Father, we pray for this person, Lord. Lord, that you would intervene and that you would, that you would be with the doctors, Lord, and that you would be in that surgical room, Lord, that you would give her, Lord, the peace, the comfort, Lord, that only comes from you, Lord, knowing that you're, you're, you're with her and you'll get, get her through this, Lord. And I just pray, Lord, that you would inspire the doctors, Lord, that you would lead their hands, Lord, and that they would do the surgery miraculously, Lord, according to your will. We pray for healing in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Again, if you'd like to call in tonight, the number is 1-888-995-5552. That's 1-888-995-5552 for the live on your calls. If you need prayer, if you know somebody needs prayer, if you have a Bible question. Getting to our message tonight, uh, you know, we want to talk about an amazing transformation. Uh, the Bible talks about being transformed, you know, about being changed. And, and, and Paul is definitely uh, uh, an example of an amazing transformation. Paul is definitely one of the most important people we will ever read about in the New Testament. You know, we read more about Paul than any other of the apostles in the New Testament. You know, we, we read about, about in, in the book of Acts, we read about Peter and about James and the others. But Paul is an amazing character. He's an amazing man. And we read more about his journeys and, 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 and what he did in the book of Acts and in the epistles than, than, any other, than any other apostle. You know, Paul wrote more than two-thirds of the New Testament. He wrote 13 epistles in the New Testament. Uh, Paul planted, uh, you know, there's 14 churches mentioned in the Bible, and there's probably more than those 14. There's just 14 mentioned in, in the New Testament. But Paul planted 14 churches, uh, if not more, in his lifetime. Uh, the Bible tells us that he was the apostle to the Gentiles. Uh, the Bible tells us in Galatians 1.15 and Acts 
uh, 9.3, that Paul was the apostle to the Gentiles. He was the one who brought the gospel to the Gentile world. You know, Peter was the apostle to the Jews. He went to his people. He went to the Jews, uh, 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 Matthew and all, all that. You know, but, but Paul, he went to the Gentile world, and he preached the gospel to the Gentiles. So I want to encourage you to, to, to read about Paul in the New Testament because he's an amazing, amazing man, amazing character. You know, uh, one of the most important, if not the most important uh, apostle that there, were, that there was. But Paul wasn't always a follower of Jesus Christ. You know, it was the very opposite with Paul at the beginning. He started out not as an, as an apostle, not as a Christian, not as a follower, but he started out as a persecutor of the Christian church. He persecuted the church. The very first time that we see Paul in the New Testament, and he wasn't Paul then, he was Saul of Tarsus. So the first time we see Saul of Tarsus was at the stoning of Stephen in, in Acts, the seventh chapter. You know, Stephen was the first martyr. And Paul was there. This is where we see Paul for the first time. Stephen, you know, setting it up for you here. Stephen had just finished defending his faith before the high priest. You know, they had accused Stephen of blasphemy, and he was defending himself. He was defending the faith, not himself. He was defending the preaching. He was defending what he was preaching. He He was defending the faith before the high priest. And look what it says. It says, now when they heard this, when they heard his defense, they were all cut to the quick, and they began gnashing their teeth at him. But being full of the Holy Spirit, he gazed intently into heaven. He's talking about Stephen. Gazed intently into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And he said, behold, I see the heavens opened up and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. But they cried out with a loud voice and covered their ears and rushed at him with one impulse. When they had driven him out of the city, they began stoning him. And the witnesses laid aside their robes at the feet of a young man named Saul. They went on stoning Stephen, and he called on the Lord and said, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then falling on his knees, he cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. Having said this, he fell asleep. He died. Now pay attention to this this one phrase, it says, they, the, the, they began stoning him, and the witnesses laid aside their robes at the feet of a young man named Saul. Pay very close attention to that, to, the, to, that, to that phrase, to that sentence, because this phrase denotes something. It tells you something. These people who were stoning Stephen, because they laid their feet at the... They, they laid their, their, their cloaks, their robes at the feet of Saul... This tells us that they acted under Saul's authority, or at least with his approval. They acted, they were stoning Stephen under the authority of Paul, or at least with his approval. The Bible also tells us that Saul went on and was a zealous persecutor of other Christians. It wasn't just Stephen that he was after. He was after all the Christians, the other Christians, putting them they putting them in prison. He was murdering others. So he was really zealous for what he believed. He believed that 
that Christians were, 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 were to be wiped out. They weren't to be. He, wanted, he was against Christianity totally, 100%. You know, but something happened in the life of Saul of Tarsus. Oh, I got a, a, a message here. Doesn't want to be on the air. Husband left her three years ago and said she was having uh, something in the middle of the night. Should, should she get a divorce? Gave her your email address. Okay. Now, I want to answer on the air. You know, uh, I want to pray for you, whoever you are. Uh, your husband left you three years ago, and I just want to pray your, that, the, that the Lord would intervene. Father, I just pray for this woman, Lord, who doesn't want to be on the air, but is in turmoil, Lord, because her husband left her. I don't know the circumstances, but you do, Lord. And I just pray for this person, Lord, that you would minister to her, that you would lead her to right counseling, Lord, that you would just intervene, that you would give her comfort and peace, Lord. And whatever sins there are, Lord, I pray that, that you would, that that, 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 these, that all involved would, would be led to repentance and transformation, Lord. So I just pray your hand upon the situation in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, uh, getting back to our, to, our, to our message, something happened to Saul of Tarsus. You know, he was doing his thing. He was uh, persecuting the church. He was looking to imprison Christians, to murder Christians. He murdered Stephen. Uh, the, Stephen was stoned at, at, at his, at his, uh, with his uh, uh, approval. But something happened to, to Saul of Tarsus while he was on a road to Damascus. He was on the road to Damascus. He was going to continue. He was going to continue his persecution. He was looking to to to, to find Christians in, 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 in Damascus and imprison them and murder them. Look what it says in in, um, in Acts nine ten, because something happened to him. He met somebody on the road to Damascus. It says now Saul still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord went to the high priest and asked for letters from him to the synagogues of Damascus so that if he found any belonging to the way, and that's what Christianity was called at that time, the way, the way of Christ, uh, belonging to the way, both men and women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. As he was traveling, it happened that he was approaching Damascus and suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him, and he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, Who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. But get up and enter the city, and it will be told to you what you must do. The men who traveled with him stood speechless, hearing the voice, but seeing no one. Saul got up from the ground, and though his eyes were open, he could see nothing. And leading him by the hand, they brought him into Damascus, and he was there three days without sight, and neither ate nor drank. Now there was a disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And the Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias, he and he said, Here I am, Lord. And the Lord said to him, Get up and go to the street called Straight, and inquire at the house of Judas for a man from Tarsus named Saul, for he is praying. And he has seen a vision a man named Ananias come in and lay his hands on him so that he might regain his sight. See, Paul was, was praying in this house, and he saw a vision that someone named Ananias was going to come and pray for him. But Ananias answered and said, Lord, 
I have heard from many about this man how much harm he did to your saints at Jerusalem, and here he has authority from the chief priests to bind all who call your name. But the Lord said to him, Go, listen to this, for he is a chosen instrument of mine to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and sons of Israel, for I will show him how much he must suffer for my name's sake. So Ananias departed and entered the house, and after laying his hands on him, said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road by which you were coming, has sent me so that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And immediately there fell from his eyes something like scales, and he regained his sight, and he got up and was baptized, and he took food, and he was strengthened. You know, something happened to Paul, to Saul. And I won't say something Someone happened to Saul of Tarsus. Saul was met by Jesus. And you know, it's interesting that when Jesus spoke to to Saul on the road, he didn't show anger. He didn't show his wrath, but he showed him his grace. He said, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And then he asked him, who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus. I'm the one you're persecuting. You know, he didn't condemn Saul for for what he was doing. Saul thought he was doing something right. He thought Saul thought he was serving the Father. He thought he was serving God by persecuting the church, by, by persecuting the Christians. But Jesus met him with grace. He met him with love. He met him on the road to Damascus. He didn't condemn him. He didn't, you know, he just, he, he just told him, Saul, something needs to change. Go to Damascus, go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. And Saul was told what he must do. And Saul responded to that. And it says, he got up and he was baptized and he was filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, Saul was met by Jesus and shown grace. And he responded to that grace. And Saul was changed forever. Saul was changed He was changed and transformed from a persecutor of the church to a church planter. He was changed from a persecutor of a church, a persecutor of the gospel, to a preacher of the gospel. Something happened to to, to Saul on the road to Damascus. He met Jesus. You know, Saul responded to the grace of God. He was changed from Saul the persecutor, to Paul the apostle. His name was changed from Saul to Paul. He became Paul the apostle, the apostle to the Gentiles. He was changed forever. Not for a day, not for a, a night, not for three days, not for three weeks, not for three, but for the rest of his life. Paul was changed. Saul was changed to Paul. He became one of the most important characters of the Bible that you'll ever read. You know, you read about Paul, in the New Testament, and you have to be amazed at where, you know, where did we get all of our doctrine from? Where did we get our, our teaching from? When you read Romans and First and Second Corinthians and Galatians and Ephesians and, and Colossians and First and Second Thessalonians and First and Second Timothy and Philemon, these are all epistles. These are all instructions from a man who was a persecutor of the church, who was a murderer of Christians, but he was transformed by the grace and mercy of Jesus Christ to become Paul the Apostle, the author of so many epistles and where we receive our doctrine you know the book of romans is unbelievable when you read the book of romans and you read about grace and faith and mercy in jesus christ 
you are amazed. You have to be amazed. You know, when we read First uh, and Second Corinthians, and we see the instruction that, that Paul gives the church, so much of our doctrine, so much of our understanding, so much of our teaching that we have comes from the Apostle Paul. Like I said, he became one of the most important characters that you'll read in the Bible. But he never saw himself as important, as the most important, as, as, as a great person. You know, Paul saw himself as a sinner saved by grace, as somebody who needed grace so much. You know, and this is what happens when you have an experience with Jesus Christ. This is what happens when you really have an experience with him. You know, when you meet Jesus on your road to Damascus, have you met Jesus on your road to Damascus? Have you met Jesus on on your way to doing what you're doing, to living your own life? You know, Paul was 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 in a terrible place. He was a murderer. He was a murderer of Christians. You know, what are we doing in our life? We all have our own need for a come-to-Jesus kind of moment. We all have our own need for meeting Jesus on our road. You know, our road to Damascus could be anything. You know, could could be any lifestyle of sin. But we need that experience on that road. You know, we're all on this road called life. But how are you living your life? Are you living your life for your own selfish interests? Are you living your life just to please yourself and, and, and to do for yourself? Well, Jesus is, is, Jesus wants to reach, reach you on that road, the road called life. He wants to give you that moment where you can be changed, where you can be transformed. You know, we all have our need. We all have a need for that come to Jesus moment. And that moment comes with change. You know, Paul was cha- Saul was changed. He became Paul. Paul was changed instantly, instantly changed and transformed. And this is what happens when we come to Jesus, when we, when we give our lives to Jesus, when we receive the grace and the mercy of salvation. You know, Second Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away, and behold, new things have come. Paul's ex- Paul experienced this change, and so should we. We should all experience this life-changing moment with Jesus, being in his presence, receiving his grace. He doesn't come to you with wrath and with anger. He comes to you with grace and with mercy. You know, and this change continued for the rest of Paul's life. You know, as it should in every one of our lives. You know, change doesn't come, uh, you know, change comes over time. We all change over time. And it happens through the rest of our lives. You know, he, he, you know and, and, and you know, here's something really, really interesting. Paul didn't get better. He got worse. And you say, how could that be? What are you talking about? What, can, what are you talking about? How could it be? Well, let's see what happened in Paul's life. And I've only got five minutes left, so I've got to hurry up. You know, uh, we see in 1 Corinthians 15, 9, 
what Paul says about himself. And this was written in AD 56. He says, For I am the least of the apostles and not fit to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace toward me did not prove in vain. But I labor even more than all of them, yet not I, but the grace of God with me. Whether then it was I or they, so we preached and so you believed. Paul wrote in AD 56, I am the least of the apostles. You know, and, and he said of himself, the least of the apostles. You know, and that's not bad company. You know, thinking about being with, with, in the company of, of Peter and being in the company of James and John, you know, but he called himself the least of the apostles. And then later on, in AD 61, Paul wrote in Ephesians 3, 8, and 9. He says, to me, the very least of all saints. So he went from the least of the apostles, and six years, uh, what was it, six, seven years later, he goes to the very least, he's, he calls himself the least of the saints. So he went from the least of the apostles to the least of the saints. To me, the very least of all saints, his grace was given to preach the Gentiles the unfathomable, the unfathomable riches of Jesus Christ. You know, so Paul goes from least of the apostles to least of all the saints, and it would seem like he's going the wrong way, going in the wrong direction, but he's not. You know, and then the third point is this. In AD 63, two years later, he wrote to Timothy, This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptance that Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am chief. So he goes from least of the apostles to least of the saints to the chief of sinners. You know, within a very short time, Paul saw himself as least of the apostles, the least of the saints, to least of the, to the chief of sinners. You know, what happened to Paul? You know, was he mistaken? Was he deceived? Was he depressed? Was something going on? What's going on with Paul? He's, he's not getting better. He's getting worse. He's not thinking better of himself. He's thinking worse of himself. No, Paul's not deceived. He's not mistaken, and he's not depressed. He was maturing. He was growing in Christ. This is an amazing transformation. This is what happens when you get closer to Jesus Christ. This is what happens when you get close to a holy God. Our opinion of, of ourselves shouldn't get better as we mature, but worse. And it's in this sense that we recognize our need, that we recognize our desperation for his grace. We are all in desperate need of his grace and his mercy and his forgiveness. As we get closer, as we mature to a holy God, as we get closer to a holy God, we see more clearly just how bad, just how wretched we really are. You know, Paul understood this, for he wrote in in Romans 7.22, for I... For I joyfully concur with the law of God in the inner man, but I see a different law in the members of my body, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin which is in my members. Wretched man that I am, who will set me free from the body of this death? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Paul recognized his wretchedness. Paul recognized how much of a sinner he was. And we all should recognize our wretchedness. And we all should recognize how, how terrible sinners we are. You know, Isaiah, the most holy man of Israel, understood this when he wrote in Isaiah 6.5, Woe to me, for I am ruined, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. He got close to God. Paul got close to God. Paul saw Jesus, and he realized how much of a sinner he was. Isaiah met up with God and realized how much of a sinner he was. When we live a life that is maturing, when we live a life that is growing in Christ, we see a desperate need for his grace and mercy, and that's called sanctification. Let's all be like Paul. 
Let's all be like Isaiah, knowing our need and depending on him for growth. A growth, a maturing that leads to dependence on him, a desperation for his grace and his mercy. Let's all grow in Christ. Let's all mature in Christ. You know, Paul said it best when he said, Therefore, I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. For though the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, do not think more highly of yourself than you ought to think, but think as to have a sound judgment as God has allotted to each a measure of faith. Don't think more highly of yourself. Paul didn't. Paul was one of the greatest apostles that ever lived, and he didn't think highly of himself. He knew he was a miserable sinner, and we all are miserable sinners in desperate need of a glorious Savior who saves us in grace and mercy. So I pray that you would continue and grow in Christ. Continue and grow and mature in Christ. Get closer to Him and allow Him to sanctify you. Allow Him to set you free from whatever's going on in your life. Seek Him because He's the one that can be found. Father, I just pray, Lord, for each and every listener that are listening, Lord, that this message will pierce their heart, Lord, that our hearts would be pierced and that we would be changed and renewed and transformed, Lord, into who? Into the Christians, into the mature Christians, Lord, of righteousness and holiness, and not our own, but yours, the righteousness and holiness that you've given us. Father, I just pray in Jesus' name, bless each and every listener. Amen. Well, I hope you enjoyed tonight's program. As you can tell, we're out of time. It goes so fast. But we'll be ho- hopefully I'll be back here next week. So pray for me and pray that the Lord's healing upon me and that he would keep me healthy and I'll be back here next week bringing you the word and praying for your needs. God bless you. Good night. And hopefully we'll see you Friday in Arcadia. <laughs>